I remember a while ago watching some footage on the TV and it was from the 1950s and what it was was the opening of the M6 motorway. Now that doesn't sound very exciting, does it? But actually what was happening was people were misunderstanding certain things about a motorway. And this particular footage had with it people pulling up on the hard shoulder and not there because they'd broken down but because they thought it was a big lay-by and they were having a picnic. And so there were these images of people sat on the grass verge with their big picnic campers sitting around and trying to enjoy themselves. And really what had happened is the place of refuge, which is the hard shoulder, had been misunderstood. Today is a day of challenge, isn't it, for us as as Christians, as churches. You would be normally sat in whatever church it is you're part of. Many of us would normally be sat in this building here on a Sunday morning. And we're not sat there. We're at home. Well, I'm not at home, but you are. You're at home on your sofa with a coffee, and I'm still here in church. But things are different than they normally are. Today's also Mothering Sunday. It's a day when we give thanks to God for those special um, women in our lives. And I would normally be going to see my mum this afternoon. I can't do that this afternoon. We've been told by the government that that isn't safe. The coronavirus pandemic has, in just a two-week period, transformed so much that we thought was normal. And yet we read in Psalm 46, we've just heard it, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in times of trouble. The reality of being a human being is that all of us face trouble in our lives. You may be sat at home this morning and you may know that actually there are troubles going on, nothing to do with this pandemic, but other troubles. It might be health troubles or money troubles or relationship troubles. But so often, certainly in our lifetimes, trouble has often been localised. Yet what we find now is not personal trouble, it's not local trouble, it's not even national or regional trouble, but it's trouble on an international scale. And just this week I've been reflecting that actually sometimes I wonder if what we have done is mistake our faith in God in the way that those people in the 1950s mistook the hard shoulder. For too long I wonder if we've had God as just a bit of a leisure activity, an add-on to life, rather than the actual place of refuge, the place at which all our hopes and all our futures are held. We are and it's a word that has been possibly quite overused, but it is definitely true. We are in a totally unprecedented situation, and we need to hear what the Lord has to say in it. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way. Last week at Lynn Baptist Church, we were looking at Hebrews chapter 2, and chapter 2 of Hebrews is all about drift and how easy it is to drift away from the Lord, how easy it is to find ourselves just bit by bit going away from our relationship with God. If drift is a danger, it's the kind of thing that would blow us, if you like, as a boat on a lake, just gently away from where we've been. Fear, however, is quite different to drift. Fear is quite a different phenomenon. It makes us unable to think clearly. It makes us unable to see clearly. It starts to make us want to do rash things and make rash decisions to feel that we have some kind of control. 
I wonder how much of the panic buying of toilet rolls and pasta this week has simply been to do with fear. That actually what we want to do is do something, anything, grab anything, to help us to feel in control in a situation. However, the psalmist will not bend the knee to fear. Quite simply, they won't do that because they know the reality of God. They have experienced something of the touch of God in their lives. They are prepared to rest secure in God's words. Until probably three weeks ago, life in the UK was going on pretty well as normal, wasn't it? And two weeks ago, I can remember standing in the front of church and saying, actually, we need to wash our hands more. We need to um, stop shaking hands and there's a couple of other things we need to do. Last week, we had to ramp it up a bit. We stopped um, taking an offering and we changed how we did communion. A week on, so much of what we have taken for granted has not proved to be as solid as what we thought. Many of us watching this today, many of us um, joining in on this live stream, we, we will be anxious. We'll be anxious about our health, our finances. We'll be anxious about what the future holds. But the psalmist will not let the storm overrule the reality of God. Verse 3, though its waters roar, though the storm, the trouble comes, they will rest in the power of God to be with them. Why is this? Why does the psalmist have such hope? Why can we today have such hope? Well, it's because God is sovereign. God can see the end from the beginning. As we get into God's word, we don't just see the today picture, but we see the biggest picture of eternity that a human being can comprehend. If you've got time later today, go and read the end chapters of Revelation. Revelation chapter 22, we get the image of the eternal city. And it says this, They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun, for the Lord God will give them light, and they will reign with him forever. The hymn that Claire sung at the beginning of our time together was a hymn that reminds us of eternity, that reminds us of the big picture, the hope of a life trusting in God, a bigger view, a deeper purpose, a greater vision. Now that doesn't mean that if you're isolating yourself this week, that doesn't mean that if we're all social distancing from one another, it's not going to be hard. It doesn't mean that the storm is necessarily taken away. But it means that when we trust in God, when we know the reality of Jesus through his death and his resurrection, living in our lives by the Holy Spirit, what it means is that we have a hope and a picture that goes way beyond anything this world can offer. Verse 7, the Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. You know what encouraging words those are, aren't they? What encouraging words. The Lord is with us. That doesn't change with social distancing. It doesn't change just because we can't go and see our mums on Mother's Day. It doesn't change because we're in isolation. Verse 8 to 9, we read about the desolations that are being brought onto the earth. And then in verse 10, we get one of the most poignant verses in this psalm, where it simply says, Be still and know that I am God. See, when we pray at the moment, 
and rightly so, what we find ourselves quite often praying is that God will bring a stop to the desolation. That God will stop this virus in its tracks. That God would protect our health. That God would protect our health workers. That the length of this outbreak would be minimised. And it's good and it's right and we will keep praying for those things. You know, I believe in a God of miracles. I believe in a God who is able to intervene and change reality. And we will always pray, your kingdom come, your will be done. But actually in this psalm, the interesting thing is, is that God doesn't speak to the desolation, but what he does is speak to the human heart. And he simply says, be still and know that I am God. The voice that speaks to us is the voice that transcends all our fears, all our inadequacies, all our lack of understandings. This is the voice that sees the end from the beginning and he simply says, be still. Quite often that verse, be still and know that I am God, is accompanied by the kind of image that you're going to see on your screen at the moment. A tranquil scene, a relaxed person looking serenely at a nice view. And sometimes I think we can look at that verse and think this is a call to reflection and sort of just relaxing in the presence of God. And that that is good, and it's good that we can do those things. But actually this verse goes so much deeper. No matter how real our fears, no matter how great the desolation, no matter how strong the, the things that would buffer around us, God says, be still. Be still, assured, Know that I am with you. I don't know how you feel this morning. I don't know what this morning means for you. But what I do know is that that verse is true. That God is with us today as he was last week. As he will be in the weeks to come. So I want to leave you this morning really with three very brief things to think about to take into the week that lie ahead. And the first thing is this, quite simply, will you trust God? Will you trust those words that say, be still and know that I am God? Will you pray this psalm into your life? Will you pray over it daily? Will you ask the Lord to make this psalm a reality in this situation? The second thing, last week we looked at a challenge for each of us in our church family. And the challenge was this, to spend 10 minutes more each day praying and reading the Bible. Now, for some of us, that might mean we actually open our Bibles and start praying for 10 minutes a day. For others of us, it might mean that we're spending 30 minutes, 40 minutes praying. If you're not sure what to read and what to pray, I mentioned last week, read Mark's Gospel. Pray the Lord's Prayer that we've already prayed and add your own prayers around that. If that's you and you've started doing that, or if you're going to start doing that this week, I would love to hear how that's going on and what God is teaching you through that. So as John said already, just email me, email Chris, let us know, and we'll try and feed some testimony from that into our morning times together. So that's the second challenge, the 10-minute challenge. And the third thing is this. In the history of the church, quite often when the church has gone through really tough times, along with the society round about it, one of the things that the church has often done is stood up and taken those calls to love one another really seriously. One of the most effective testimonies to Jesus over the coming weeks and months is going to be how we love one another, how we take care of one another. So if there are practical things you can do today, whether it's checking on a neighbour who you've not seen, 
whether it's giving somebody from church or somebody, a friend or whoever it might be, a phone call to check they're all right, can I encourage you, let's love one another. We'll love one another through these next few weeks. So I'm going to just lead us in a short prayer and then I'm going to hand back over to John who will bring our time together to a close. Let's pray together, shall we? Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that when you say, be still and know that I am God, that when we come to you, we come to the one who is sovereign, the one who knows the end from the beginning, the one whose voice alone can calm our fears and still our restless hearts. So however we find ourselves today, I just pray that we will hear those words and we will find great comfort from them. For Jesus' sake we ask it. Amen.